ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 98 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. Uh, here tonight, we got, I love when we do this, like we got all three of us here tonight. I guess there is technically four of us now, but the, the three guys have been doing this together a little while. I got my, my co-host, Andrew Hall FF. I got Scott Sidlow. Uh, guys, how you doing? Scott, how you doing tonight? It feels like I haven't been on in a while. Whenever I'm off a week, it's like weird. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you got to get back into it. But, hey, I mean, it's a great time of year, you know. Um, there A lot's going to happen over the summer that mostly is irrelevant, but that's where we take advantage. So, you know, let's we'll get into it tonight and have some fun. And, uh, of course, uh, giving away an SFB spot is always fun representing tonight. I am a former finalist, so, you know, just – as am there. I, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah, not as recently as you, Scott. Look at that. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other, Andrew. All right. <laughs> no, I was like, just can we, can we move on? <sighs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, but yeah, it's very, very excited to give away the spot tonight. Uh, unlike, uh, you know, I, I know some podcast you just have to give them a follow or give them a review we make you earn it a little we're going to be doing a little reverse find me a trade later that's going to be fun fun fact by the way the first uh, da- uh dynasty uh junkies live stream was uh was this show last year I, we got a spot last year to give away it was me bill and josh from timeline and uh, we picked a winner on here jerry bagshaw by the way been been a big supporter of the pod since so i guess he, he really enjoyed getting that sfb spot from us um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get into it tonight. We got it. We got a nice, fun little topic here. You know, we've been talking about these this 2022 class for so long. We're kind of tired of doing that, so we're gonna talk about the 2021 class. Uh, there's a lot of guys in here that uh, you know didn't perform last year. Have had situation changes, so we thought it'd be a fun idea to kind of just I, I kind of have a list here based off last year's ADP. We're gonna jump around a little. And just what we think of them, uh, what, what what's going to happen this year, what we see going forward, that kind of thing. So we'll 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 get right into that. Which is uh, the first I wanted the first thing to be brought up was the kind of you know this is a super flex show, so we're going to get right into the quarterbacks because that that that's kind of a mess right now. <laughs> that that was put in such a great class uh, supposedly, and uh, everybody except maybe Mac Jones was just fell flat on their face or. or in Lance's case, barely played. So, uh, but 
the reasons for that seemed to be because he was falling flat on his face in practice. So, uh, so I wanted to get into the quarterbacks a little and, and what we're doing with them. Uh, we all know I hate Zach Wilson. So I, I was going to start with him and get him out of the way and let you guys talk about him. Cause I just, it, it is interesting though, because they, they gave him so much support. You know, he's got Brees Hall, he's got Garrett Wilson. He got uh, Elijah Moore last year who, who we may talk about a little later. So, uh, what do you guys see as a little guys who are a little bit more impartial on me? What do you think, Andrew? Well, I'll, I'll say it this way. I think um, just in general, I think Jones is probably the one that maintained his value the most. He's probably the one that lost the least. But I also then would say that he is the one that has the least amount of value to gain. Right. All four of these guys, Lawrence Fields, Lance and Wilson, all are still like upside QBs for this year. You know, Lawrence going, he was the he was the next Andrew Luck and all this hype. And then he had a down year. He could still be good. Fields obviously had a coaching change. And Scott is well aware of how badly the Bears organization has been run. Like that QB could turn into something. Even Lance, obviously behind Garoppolo, didn't get to play much. He could dominate this year and we could still see him show up. And then even Zach Wilson, like you said, like with all the different players. So like it's interesting that the last year's rookie class are all kind of down QBs, but they're they're all potentially Going back up, I feel like a lot of times with QBs, it's like, you, it's, you know, what have you done for me lately? And if you haven't done anything, they move on. I feel like all of these guys are going to have a second life, and we're going to have to see what this year has in store for them before we really abandon ship. So personally, I am still in on Lawrence. I'm still in on Fields. I'm still in on Lance at value, at cost, at whatever they're going for now. I'm kind of with Rocky a little bit on the Wilson hate. I, I was going to say, say hate, there was one name but, suspiciously left out there. Yeah, I, he's the <laughs> one that makes me the most nervous, right? He is the fifth of the five in my book, and, and there is a tear break between the four and him, I would even say. Um, but you're right. I mean, he's got upside. You know, if, if more breaks out like he's expected to and is the next T. Higgins that everyone says, and, you know, if, if Wilson hits and Brees hits and that offense takes a step, maybe Wilson's the guy. But I just think it's interesting to see like all four of these QBs had really down rookie seasons and could all dominate this year and return whatever value you got. So if you traded away any of these guys and lost value, you might be kicking yourself. If you traded for them, you might love it. I just feel like there a lot of them have more upside than I expected. It was weird. That, that last comment, I think this is an interesting. There's one guy that I think may have a little more trouble dominating this year than the rest possibly and i think that's an interesting one to throw to scott with justin fields because they have mm. done nothing for him in, in chicago fair. unless you count you know drafting a guy who's going to retire in a couple nothing of years i mean that's a, that's a strong <laughs> word right? get rid of robinson <laughs> <laughs> that's right they've they've gone negative actually yeah. <laughs> so, nothing would have been nice yeah i mean look at what the jets did around wilson right and and then the opposite is what the Bears did. So um, I have no idea what to expect from this offense. It's basically a guy who no one's ever heard of is the head coach, right? And so we don't we have no idea what to expect. Uh, I guess it's going to be Green Bay system. I don't know. Um, I mean, the problem is that system is you know, well, it's Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't really matter. So. Um, you know, I don't know how they're going to really develop fields. The line's pretty bad, but there there are some good pieces there on the line to help protect him a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I've bought all of these guys. So, uh, you know, I, I can go several ways with this. I mean, number one, before we get to the hypocritical point, like these guys have been one year. So if there's any sort of value decrease, I'm buying. 
but like i'm i'm so sick of hearing about like tua like we've seen Tua two years two different systems like he sucks we get like he sucks he doesn't okay? suck Scott. like here's the difference here, he here's suck. the difference here's the difference you can say all these guys suck too okay let's say all of them suck collectively they all equally suck and they're all never going to be anything here's the difference we can make excuses for every guy you just mentioned right but Tua will be out of excuses after this season. He's oh, either sure. got to be it or he's done. Okay. There, there's no, it's either this or it's this. There, there's, there's no in between, right? All of these guys could still kind of, we could see some progress maybe. And then there's still some value for them. So like, I think if you buy any one of these guys, it's pretty much just a lottery ticket in the sense that like, not in the same way of when we say like third round picks or fourth round picks are lottery tickets where they could be where they're typically nothing. And then maybe they give you something, but more to the point where all of these guys have tremendous upside. I, I don't think anyone can disagree with that at this yeah, point. Yeah. Those guys you're talking about are scratch offs. This is like the Powerball. Correct. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like they're still going to have value a year from now, next June. It, I don't think any one of these guys will be completely dead, right? Because maybe. either maybe they get hurt, miss time, and they're still gonna their teams are still invested. So well, they'll, I'll they'll say get Lance another is shot. the one that Lance is the you one know? that might only if Garoppolo actually plays and Lance doesn't play. Do you again. really think that's gonna happen? I don't, but I no. mean that's the only chance. No chance. That's the only chance no. in my book. You don't that's spend three firsts on a guy and let Garoppolo yeah. start a second. I don't care how bad he looks in practice. You you throw him on the field and and, and try I'm and talking make about it happen. Shanahan and the Niners, man. You never know with that guy. So I'm just I'm, I'm not disagreeing with. I'm just saying that's the only caveat I would add to that is that the only one in my book, and that's saying a lot about how much I hate Wilson. That the only one is Lance that is going to lose funny, value because Lance is the one guy I actually like the best out of all of these. Well, like he's, he's got the, the one guy I have acquired yeah. this off season of these four guys. Um, so. Okay, I want to ask you this, Rocky, because I the other guy I was a and, Lance hater to some extent going well, out. yeah, and and, and I'm, I'm on the opposite yeah. end, right? And so <laughs> I've always been like, Hey, I'm gonna invest in that because of the system and, and the weapons. Um but here's the thing: if you're if you're someone who's lived with the cousins and the cars of the world, right? Are you willing to move one of those guys, especially Carr right now, because he's got all these additions and everybody's like all in on him for some reason? It's like, dude, the guy, it's, he's in like his eighth year, okay? He's not it. I'm sorry. He's not it, okay? So we could stop talking about him too. Like, trust me, I love Carr. I was the biggest Carr truther, but like the guy's not it. Well, he's so not we'll be a top five QB. He has been a high end two without. Okay. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's what he is. We know this. That's not going to change, right? Like, unless he has that anomaly year where he has a 10% touchdown rate and throws 35 touchdowns. His upside is low end one. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) That's his ceiling. Okay, so Rocky, would you be willing? Now, let's let's say you have one of your teams where you have, um, you know, you have a Brady or you have a Matt Ryan or whatever is your number two, right? And we don't know how much longer they're going to play. Are you willing to trade Carr for one of these quarterbacks plus? If you can flip Carr mm. for Fields and pick a random receiver that you can put in your flex spot, are you willing to do that? You Chase really think you get one any one. of these guys plus, except maybe maybe Wilson? I, I'm you, not sure you, you can get any of these guys. Plus you can, you can right now. I've done it. 
because I've, I'm selling car because people are like, <laughs> I don't get wow. it. They're like all in on him. And I, there's I mean, a big I, uh, website and a big podcast that's like really pumping him up right now and a certain Facebook group. And if you're in leagues with any of these guys, they will, they'll give you anything for him. So um, that's that you got to use that to your advantage. Honestly, I, I don't think I would for Fields or Zach Wilson. And, and I liked Fields a lot coming out, but just what the Bears are doing is really making me nervous. And and we have me and Andrew who co-own your team, and you you have a, your own separate team in the, in the Junkies League. Uh, me and Andrew uh, have uh, Fields, and I I don't feel great about it. We 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 paid a decent price for him uh, earlier this uh, non-point scoring season, and. And we have him and Watson, and that doesn't feel great right now because Watson's got more cases Watson, coming yeah. too. Watson, um, scary. Yeah. Real, real shaky, real shaky. Yeah, yeah but and, and the guys I would would be probably Lance and Lawrence, but I think I had to give a plus with Carr to get Lance or Lawrence. Well, that's what I, I was going to say. According to DLF, Carr is really only close to Wilson in terms of DLF value, but like Scott is saying, that doesn't that's not it doesn't always equal truth. trade value either. I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's the only one that's even close in, in one calculator. And again, that doesn't mean much other than just, you know, Lawrence is almost twice as car, twice car. I, I would love, 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 love to send car for Lawrence Plus. I would love to send car for Lance Plus. That Lawrence, would be amazing. I have not, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. It definitely has. And Scott, who's in a lot more leagues, I'm sure, has seen it. But I, I, man, I would love that. I got to start sending some offers if that's what's happening too. I mean, I would definitely a, a send them. I don't. I still don't think you can get it done. I would send them for. I would send them for Lance straight up for sure. I still think you would need a plus. Um, but if I car and straight Zeke up, for Lawrence, car and Zeke for Lawrence. Yep, that makes sense. I do that all day. Yep, probably uh, car and Adams for Mahomes. Done. Oh yeah. Um, Josh I mean, Adams? I'm just pulling up some car and James, <laughs> Derek Carr and James Robinson for Russell Wilson. Easy, yeah, yeah. done. Um, well, again, none I've, of these are like Derek Carr for Lawrence Plus. I guess is what I'm saying. Like you're you're adding to Carr at this point, right? Zeke, actually, I'll take the roster spot over Zeke or James Robinson at this point. Yeah, but interesting. Okay. I get that with Zeke. His value is, is sinking down the now. Yeah. He's he's still produced. He still produced last year, but I don't. Yeah, he's Zeke. Gonna, yeah, he's going to give you some production, but value wise, it's pretty much nothing at this point. So you're still all in on Lawrence because We hadn't talked that much about him until the last minute or two. I wouldn't say I'm all in on him, but I mean I'm definitely willing to just basically ignore last year. Like whatever happened last year, I'm just. It just didn't happen, basically. Yeah, I do think, like, which is typically good. not the case because I'm gonna say whatever they did their first year, like you know. But, um, yeah, in this case with that situation, yeah, I, I'm I'm giving him a, a full pass. And so this year, what he does here is what it's gonna determine for me going forward. I think oh, if man. you can buy him at any discount, you should because what now this, this guy was a generational oh my god he's the next greatest thing and now it's like he had there one year in a completely just disastrous situation and you're just gonna say oh yeah no he's done like that doesn't make any sense well yeah. so I, I, out of curiosity i'm looking at the dlf trade finder as well and this one kind of blew my mind i don't know if you saw it there but like car and etn for jackson and cook I, and just going back to car like that's an easy jackson and cook right like my oh, goodness lamar jackson yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> very. I'm, just, I'm easy. like, I'm just blown away by this. But like, even Lawrence, like, I back to Lawrence for a second. Like, I think Both Lawrence. Sides I are better. I don't want to say he's generational, but I feel like Lawrence is definitely somebody who can retain and, and return that value. There's a lot of people that are very short-sighted in Dynasty, and we all play with a lot of these people where one bad blurb and they're like, "I'm it. That's it. I'm done. I'm out." You know, and it's I, that's not how I like to play it. I like to play the longer game. And buying the dip, I would definitely buy the dip on all of these guys. Like it's always about the price, and right now the price is great, so I'm a yeah. fan. And for me, like I said, Lance to me is the one I want the most out of these guys. Uh, I've said this before, and I guess I should have known it already, but I kind of had an epiphany after Jalen Hurts' year that, you know, I I was all against Lance because I didn't think he would necessarily be a very good passer. It doesn't matter. So uh, Hurts showed that, and Hurts improved last year. I like Hurts. I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, I think he can still improve further as a passer. But he was was mediocre. I, I admit that. And he produced as a QB one, pretty much. He, he, he didn't, he didn't never had, he only had a couple, like maybe really blow up games, but he, he was a QB one almost every week just because of his legs. And I think Lance well, is just as good, if not better running than Hurts. I agree. And I, I have him in a league and I want to run a, two quick trades by you guys to see if I was way off on this. Right. So I have Lance, I'm looking to upgrade a QB. So I'm going to do Lance and a player for a better QB. That's the thought in my head. Right. So one of them, both of these trades got rejected and both of the people that rejected them are in the industry, content creators, and are very good at what they do. So this is by no means any sort of insult on anybody. I'm just tossing the ideas out. Lance and Debo for Josh Allen and Michael Thomas. I would I think the values are still on the Allen side. I think the Allen side, right? So that's why I sent that. It got rejected, right? It didn't yeah. get done. <laughs> the other one is Trey Lance and Antonio Gibson for Lamar Jackson and Jalen Rager. Jackson. So basically Jackson by himself. So Antonio Gibson and Trey Lance for Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Hmm. That's an interesting one. That one I feel like is at least a little more even. And and I'll be honest, I'll I'll shout him out. That was to Shane. Our buddy Shane is the worst, who (laughs) is a Philly fan. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see if I can get this trade done if I take Rager off of his team. Because I thought at that point as a Philly fan, he might be like, yeah, just take Rager. I don't care. But yeah. no, ne- that neither of those trades were accepted and neither were countered. But I feel like both of those were close-ish. They weren't like smash accept, but they weren't like clearly the Lance side either. I mean, just, I don't know. I just wanted to. Yeah, I think the up. Jackson one is, is closer, but I think I'd still take Jackson like Scott said. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I don't, I don't blame him. Again, like I said uh, a couple shows ago with Bosch, like I don't always send the best offer right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Like you got to try to see. Okay, so we'll, we'll, well, we'll, we'll, let, let me mention one more quarterback, and that's Davis Mills, because yes. he's – this is the he belongs in that group really yeah i mean his he his value increase has been like exponential right like i can't tell you how many shares of him adp of these guys these are in order of adp on our sheet he was 302 in may may of last year when most of our drafts took place 302 so i mean i stacked up uh 14 shares i'm now down to Nine. I just traded him straight up for Saquon Barkley. So um super nice. stoked about that. Yeah, give me Saquon all day on that one. Yeah, but that's wow. I mean, that's why you do it. That's why when people are like, well, you drafted Matt Carell in the third, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did because exactly. I could turn Thank him you. into Saquon Barkley. Like, Thank you. you know, quarterbacks are the only ones that give you that. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't uh I I'm listen. It's paid off for me year after year after year. I'm going to keep doing it. And guess what? I have plenty of Mond and Trask, too, wasting away on rosters. But 
it's the three of them, right? I got a dozen shares of each. And now what I've turned it into for the net gain is significant. And what did I lose? A, a bunch of thirds. Well, yeah, yeah, especially fourths. those guys going in the Who thirds. The, the, the Corrals and Ritters and, and Willis's are going in the second, though. So the, I can see the mm. argument against. I've yeah. never, I've never seen them make it to the third. Corral, yeah, has, Corral has Corral. a bunch. Okay, yeah. Corral has maybe a bunch. occasionally um, Corral. And I, then I've always indication. Uh, Howell for sure. Oh, Howell, Howell in the I'm, fourth. I'm not even counting yep. him because yep. the fifth. I don't think you should even be drafted. Why nobody counted Mills last quarter. year? He was he was he wasn't drafted in the fifth. He was a yeah, but no, guy, but he? nobody nobody talked about him. It was all about the other guys. A no. fifth round pick is almost never intentionally starting a game in this. People say that oh well, he's behind Wentz and Wentz Carson Wentz in front of him. Wentz wasn't as bad as everyone thinks last year. <laughs> Second, if Wentz sucks, I will bet you anything right now. Heineke comes in and Howell does not. If they, unless oh, they're well, like two and yeah. twelve. Yeah, probably it will be Heineke for right now. Yeah. And then they'll do, and then it'll be some other quarterback next year when Hal never gets on the field this year because he's a fifth round third stringer who doesn't suit up. Maybe. <laughs> How many quarterbacks did Houston have last Hal's. year? It's not that I hate the idea that you do of, of of drafting some of these guys. I just Hal specifically just I think it's a wasted pick. I don't I don't have much of him. If uh, Sam Hal wasn't a dead other than Garland, really no one deep, would care that he went really deep rosters or taxi squads. That's that's the only. That's the only place I have Howell, but I'm totally fine taking these other quarterbacks and whatever. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Like yeah. any pick any wide receiver in the second round from this class or the last one or the one before the one before. Like it it doesn't matter. But if you get a quarterback to hit and you can turn him into you know Saquon Barkley, well, and, I'll be honest uh, too, and I'll say this: I think to to bolster Scott's point, because I am fully on your side, Scott. As we talked about, I am fully on board with drafting quarterbacks. If you don't know what to take, tra- take a quarterback. Why not? Because I think, in, in all honesty, you don't even really have to have them play to get their value to boost. They have to do well in OTAs. Uh, they're looking good with the starting group. That's all it takes is one blurb, and then everybody who is starved for attention and something to content wise put out. In July, they see that Sam Howell is in with the ones. Flip him right now. Send him away. You know what I mean? Right. Like, why not? Because now you can get value immediately. Profit. Didn't take. And that's the whole point of it is that it doesn't take much for a receiver. There, It takes a lot. It takes a lot. There's so many receivers. There's so many third-round receivers, second-round receivers. Like People are taking flyers. With QBs, there's what, like six of them in a draft? And receivers, there's like 20 of them. Like, give me the scarce position, at least a little bit more scarce in the sense of rookies, but even in general, like, give me the scarcity and the higher upside, if not equal upside to a receiver makes it worth it. So I'm right there with you. And again, you just see one blurb about Corral starting with the ones in July at training camp and you can flip them for, uh, you know, Mills plus, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. Like, it's just, you find the right guy, you can make it happen. So I'm with you, Scott. Okay, so real quick break from our 2021 guys discussion, because we have a question in the chat from a commissioner evaluation, uh, a trade question. Dynasty PPR, which side, Chris Godwin or Allen Robinson and Mike Williams? Godwin. That, that was my yeah. initial reaction, too. I, I like both. I like, well, I especially, I especially like Robinson this year, but uh, it's, but Godwin, I just, the upside is, I think, Points per game, he was a wide receiver one last year, which I don't even everybody even realizes that. But. I mean, production wise, it's if you're if you need that extra receiver and you need that spot filled in your lineup, then that's fine. 
I mean, I'll you know, A Rob and Mike Will will definitely score you points this year, but they're declining assets at this point. Whereas Godwin should hold at least for the next year. I, I would like that trade more for the other side if it was like best ball. Because Mike Williams is going to have those blow up games, yeah. and, and Robinson yeah, probably won't know when, when exactly. Right? Yeah, and Robinson might too. Like when an occasional cup down game, uh, Robinson might score two well, touchdowns or something in that offense. But but yeah, the only question I would have is the general. Uh, like we ask all the time, contending or rebuilding. If I'm contending, I probably lean Allen Robinson and Mike Williams. Like give me the guys that are going to score points. I don't know if Godwin plays until November at this point. I mean, like he's injured. He's, he's going to come into an offense that is good, but we don't know when that makes me a little worried. If I'm contending, I don't want to give away what could be two starters for a guy I'm going to put on my bench. So that's the only concern that I would have on this trade. And I know that that's kind of short-sighted and I don't want to say it's a cop-out, but that valuation changes for me that much. If I'm contending or rebuilding value pure side in a vacuum, I want Godwin, but if I'm contending, I'd like the roster starting spots more than the bench. Yeah. I, I think Godwin likely starts the season the way he, Guys come back from ACLs nowadays, but but yeah, he could definitely start on pup. You never know. He, if he does, he's missing the first six weeks of the season. It so. makes me nervous. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so uh, Andrew, why don't you uh, why don't you pick the next guy that we go to? Uh, did Scott mention Mills? Because I only threw out the uh, first round quarterbacks. So why don't you pick a guy here from this class that we're looking at? What, what's he going to do so, this year? Yeah, so I'm going to jump to receiver, and I, I think it's one that I, I want to talk it out. I want to. I'm a verbal processor a lot of the time, and and this is one that I would love to get your guys' opinion on it, and maybe not necessarily do more listening. But Rashad Bateman is confusing to me, right? Rashad Bateman is one of those guys that should be awesome for fantasy. He's, he's going to take the wide receiver one role with Marquise Brown leaving. Uh, he did flash last year. He did show that he was good at this and all that, but I am just not a hundred percent sold on Bateman being the number one target. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Andrews like it was last year. Um, I do think he steps into a spot where he could be great, but he, man, he's just somebody I don't know how to value because I, I feel like I tend to look at him for his floor and everybody else is looking at him for his ceiling. So to get Bateman, I have to pay ceiling price when I'm not interested in that. I guess, where are you at with Bateman, Scott? Well, I mean, I'm going to just pick the stats that match my argument, <laughs> right? So if I don't like Bateman, I can give you a bunch of stats for that. But I love Bateman, so I'm going to tell you that I'm an idiot. <laughs> anecdotal uh, information here that might um, affect your thinking. But basically, before his senior season, um, he got COVID and lost like 25 pounds yep. and then was used differently in that offense. Tyler Johnson left Minnesota and then, uh, they just, they used him in a different role. It wasn't quite the same. He never really got back to where he was. Baltimore still saw the potential in him, drafted him, and then he got hurt and then missed pretty much all of the off season stuff. Right. And so when you miss all that, as a wide receiver trying to build timing with your quarterback, who's not like Aaron Rodgers, just perfect ball placement, setting you up, things like that. That's not what Lamar Jackson is, right? He's a thrower, not a passer. So, <laughs> well put, um, yeah. you know, they don't have the timing. They don't have anything. And then finally he's getting back and getting into it. And then Lamar gets hurt. Right. So like he just, <laughs> they basically haven't had any time together to get things figured out. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm just looking at it from that standpoint, uh, anybody who's looking at like the actual statistics and the data behind, you know, routes run and all that type of stuff is going to tell you that he basically hit the, the minimum threshold 
to to be where he needs to be. So he was not special, not spectacular in any way, but he did get there. So, um, you know, I can understand if you don't like him, you're going to use those stats. But based on all that stuff happening, I'm just going to say that, I mean, I still believe in him. And it's like one year. And again, not not everything was normal last year. I mean, it was a lot more normal than the year before, but still, they were dealing with a lot of COVID stuff and different things. And again, sure. if you're doing virtual practices, you're not building timing or anything like that. So I don't know. I, I'm really tending to give the last two classes a little bit more of a pass on some of this stuff and then more of really going to judge them on this, you know, what happens this season. So I'm not necessarily buying, but that's just because I already have, you know, I'm maxed out, you know, I can't, I can't have any more Bateman. I mean, I think they have 15. So, um, I mean, he's my guy. I like him. I, I'm going to believe in him. And so we'll, we'll see what happens, but there's no reason he can't be like the, the Dwayne bow. Right. Whereas like, he's going to be, you know, 80 for a thousand and six, yeah. like he's it's, it's not spectacular, but it's like, yeah, he's my wide receiver too, you know, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Right. Like, so I, he's not going to be chase if that's what people are looking for, like that's not going to happen. Um, but he wasn't ever going to be that. So I think if you have to have, you know, you just have to have your expectations. I got him in the second round a lot as yeah. a rookie. So oh, yeah. in the second, he was a no brainer, but like with a one Oh seven, I wasn't drafting him. So, I mean, it's, it's all about your expectation too. If you took well, him in the middle of the first round, then obviously you're going to be disappointed. Well, let me just jump in with this. This is something I did. I was researching for an article today on on target chair fallers for fantasy pros. It'll probably be coming out either later, maybe this weekend. I'm not sure. But something that kind of confused me or, you know, surprised me, I guess. Baltimore was ninth in pass attempts in 2021 or ninth. That's a lot more yeah. than people so, think, right? There oh, always yeah. There's this narrative about they don't pass the ball and like they, they're a running team. And it's like, well, they spread it around. But it's a lot of Andrews and Brown last year. Does Bateman step into that Brown role? So I'm glad you brought that up targets? because that they're going to go two ways with this. Number one, somebody who I guess again, if, are you arguing for, or arguing against, right? Because somebody's going to say, "Well, they remember they said we're going to change this offense, and they signed Sammy Watkins, and they drafted Bateman, and they did, all, and they were going to make this passing offense, and then." And then you look at the end of the year, and they're like, "Wow, they were ninth. Yeah, except what happened? Well, Lamar didn't right. play half the year, right?" And, and their defense was running decimated by and, injuries. And exactly, they lost all say, their running backs. Like right. everything was stacked against them to be able to do what they wanted to do. So even if they still want to be a passing offense, it's going to regress to the mean in that case. And I think they'll be they'll be back towards the middle. Honestly, I don't think they'll have that volume, even if well, even Lamar still may have his most pass attempts ever, we, but it won't be top ten. I was gonna say, even towards the middle would be an improvement. Like in previous it's, Lamar years, yes, they were right. in the low twenties. Like, well, yes. here's, where, here's where I'm going. Anomaly. Here's where I'm going with this, though, right? And I'm not using it to crutch up either side, right? It's a crutch argument because you can build a narrative either way you want, right? Like you just built a narrative saying that was ridiculously high; they're going to come down. I would say, well, that that didn't necessarily work for them, but it, you could argue that they they did go that route because they had to, and it, they are now that kind of team. They didn't have right. Dobbins. They had a bad defense. They had to play from behind. Like you could add all these narrative pieces to it. What I'm getting to is the fact that all I ever heard about really all year and in this whole offseason is how Baltimore doesn't pass the ball. Yes, they do. If they have to, they do. Right. And so it's like it's it's a crutch argument in that regard because you can build it up to whatever narrative you want to do. And I'm not even defending Bateman. I'm not hating on Bateman. I'm literally just like, what are we doing with Bateman? Are we going to get him? Are we like 
you put it perfectly, Scott, like you've got enough of him. You're not adding more. So he's not necessarily a chase. He's not someone you're willing to target no matter how many shares you have. But he's also not a Chase Claypool for using the Chase name where it's like I'm not dropping him everywhere and getting him off my rosters like a lot of people are doing. And actually, it's funny. I saw a, a tweet. I think I was tagged in one where it was uh, Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman. And I voted more. I'm like, I just think that he's got more of an upside chance. And I just think that that offense is going to be very different this year. And the Ravens are going to go back to what you just said, go back to more normal and go back to the middle, which is still good for them. But I just see like the Ravens are kind of coming down to the mean and I see the Jets rising to the mean, but they're both going to be the mean. So maybe it doesn't matter. So I guess that's kind of where I'm going with this. Like, is Bateman really a hot guy that we should be targeting or is he just a hot name because we're just desperate for conversation in June? You know what I mean? Like for me, he I think I'm kind of with Scott here. I mean, I know he said he already has he's maxed out on Bateman, but he is someone that he'd be interested in otherwise. And I am. I'm not maxed out on Bateman. And I don't think he's gotten quite the bump that I would have expected from Hollywood leaving. And even, before, you know, even in 2020, Hollywood produced, especially over the second half of that year, and they're, they're very different type of players. But it's just to show that, the, you know, the wide receiver one in that offense can produce. I do think the volume may end up being more middle-ish rather than in 29th or what it's been in years past. Uh, I'm sure uh, Lamar might want it to be because he needs to earn that contract. So he, yeah. he, he's going to want to put up some yards. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, Bateman flashed a little bit last year. I believe in the talent. And if you look too, I mean, there's it's Andrews and like, it's nothing like it's yeah. Devin yeah. Duvernay and but James see, you Prochet. Could, and you could use that argument to say that none, they're, they're all just going to focus on Bateman too. Like you can, you can argue whatever way you want. Like Scott started out perfectly with this, like pick a stat and use that but to yeah. defend I mean, your you point. You can do that you know? with almost any player though. Yeah. I, well, I just feel yeah. like Bateman is more than most, right? Like you can literally pick whatever numbers you want and craft whatever narrative you want to sell it. And I think that's kind of why it's so confusing to me because there isn't a clear cut definition of what he's going to do. Everybody is very speculative on him. And whenever you get the entire community as a whole speculating on someone with such variety, that makes him a buy and a sell, right? It makes him like one of those rare players that you could buy him for cheap in one league and sell him for a ton in another because there's so much speculation on this. And that's just why why I wanted to bring him up because I think as a second year player, he could do tremendous things this year. Or not? I, like, I don't know what to do with it. You could craft a narrative for him, or like I said, almost anybody. But that's why I'm going to fall back on, on what I think that the talent that he has. To me, when he came out before he landed in Baltimore, which kind of hurt his stock with everybody, uh, he was in a tier with with Devontae and Waddle for me. It was Chase, and then those three guys, and they were all above everybody else for me. So uh, I'm going to fall back on the talent. He's now the wide receiver one in his offense. He's probably the second option, but the wide receiver one. But yeah, that's not and, a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I would go with that. So uh, we'll move on to the next guy then, which uh, I, I'll I'll go next, and I feel like I have to bring him up because I've been one of his biggest haters, which is Travis Etienne. He's 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 definitely an interesting guy coming into this year. Missed all last year with that that injury. I, I believe he said he could have come back at the end of the year if it, if it had mattered if he wasn't on IR. But I he's to me he's a similar in a way sort of to James Cook to me. Uh, I, I don't think either of them is a great runner. Uh, he's definitely a better prospect than, than, than cook is. Uh, I had ETN as my three coming out last year. I'm not saying he's that level of prospect, but, uh, it's similar in the fact that I don't think he's that great of a runner. I know he put up decent numbers in colors that to me, that's not necessarily something that always translates to the NFL. And I, I always thought he was a little overrated as a receiver, which is what I think about cook as well. 
uh, he, he, and he, he actually produced more than cook in his, his final year. But uh, I, I just, uh, he didn't seem as dynamic to me, like, like, like as a, a, a oven Kamara or something like that. He, he, he got a lot of dump offs. He had a lot of screens, which is how you get the running back involved a lot. I get it, but he wasn't going crazy. I and mean, you know, a lot of these guys, especially with these college stats, a lot of times, especially if you're watching, you'll see they'll break off like an 80 yarder, which will, which will uh, pump up the stats a lot. And they'll, and they'll do that a few times a year. And, and, and he can do that at times. And, and that's great, but I, I just, I just don't think it's going to be consistent. Uh, I, I just, I'm still not sure what this offense is going to be where we were talking about Lawrence earlier. We, you know, we think he's still going to be Trevor Lawrence, but who knows? Uh, I do think Peterson will help, but, uh, but what do you guys think? I'm still pretty down ET. I mean, I'm, when I say down, I, I see, see him more of as an RB two. I think his ceiling is RB two. And I think a lot of people think he could be like a huge PPR RB one guy. And I'm just not seeing that. Well, I'll go first because I don't have a ton to say and I can leave the floor for Scott. I don't have a single share of ETN. He's one of those guys that I'm not saying I'm avoiding, but he just every time I have a chance to trade for him, the guy wants a ton and I'm just like, never mind. I'm just kind of out. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm entirely out on him, but at his current cost, I think I'm out. That's pretty much where I'm at. Now, I'm curious what Scott thinks. I saw him smiling yeah. a lot while I was talking there. <laughs> yeah, I don't have, I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any either. I, don't, I just, I mean, he's a running back and... You know, when I had opportunities to take him last year, I took Najee or I took Javante. I mean, Same. so I wasn't taking ETN, um, you know, or I was taking a quarterback, obviously. So I didn't right. draft much of <laughs> Najee or Javante either. But, um, yeah, I mean, ETN versus James Cook, though, like ETN's like 20 pounds bigger. So James Cook will never have more than like 80 carries. Oh, yeah, ETN I'm not saying they're the like, exact same player. I'm just, ETN could have, have, have more of a – I mean, ETN could be Miles Sanders, right? I mean, that role. I mean, ouch. What yeah, better? I was going to say, yeah, he definitely <laughs> yeah. could be Miles Sanders. But, I, but I mean, in that <laughs> offense, like, is that not what Peterson's going to do? Like, I, I mean – so, so I don't know. I'm gonna pull him at the goal line for like, uh, yeah, you know, Snoop Connor. yeah, <laughs> for Snoop Connor. No, because he would, by yeah, the way, pull, yeah, pick right, up Snoop right. Connor off waivers and be ready to sell him for a third. Uh, I'm Peterson loved to do that, by the Just way. Like up. the fourth, third or fourth, like Darren Sproles or, or some other Boston guy, Scott, Boston right, Scott right, would get into the goal line over Miles Sanders, yeah. I still have Scott I'm, on a couple yeah. teams because of that exact thing. Like he's a perfect bye week, you know, flex fill in on some of those. You're just like, hey, he might get two touchdowns. You never know. Well, yeah, again, what a game I'll have. Six touchdowns last year. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like I mean, two on Thursday night, if I recall too. Like he's dominated some of those games. Yeah. Yeah. I um I just, you know, he's a running back, so he's kind of not fair to begin with. <laughs> like I don't give him a chance, but um yeah, I don't I don't have much ETN either. I don't think you could really talk me into him. I'm not, I'm not interested, honestly. Like, I don't know what to expect from that offense. And like, yeah, I'm still in on Lawrence because he's a quarterback. So it's just positional, right? I mean, and he's a talented quarterback who came in with a lot yeah. of hype and had a really interesting yeah. and rocky first yeah. year. Well, right? and, and if <laughs> everybody wants to like say how this Christian Kirk thing is so dumb, oh. that's who cares? Yeah, That's fine, but they're matter. still going to use him. So it's still going to help the quarterback. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Insert any name, any player. You're going to give him that much money. He's going to be on the field. And he's going to help your quarterback. So um, that doesn't help ETN. No. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know what to do there. Now, I will say that there's pretty much nowhere else, no one else. But that's why I have um, 
I, I think I'm close to 20 shares of Snoop Connor right now. So <laughs> wow. because pretty much I've taken him at like the 412 or literally picked him up off waivers. And as soon as they say he's like in the rotation or whatever, I, I put my auto accept up for a third round pick on him and any I'll take any third. So I mean that's it's inevitable because who else do they have? You know, so if if we all don't love ETN, like let's look for the next guy, right? Let's let's pick up the next you, guy. You just, just don't like think Robinson Fournette is the next guy at all. Like you just, just like Fournette, I was all about James Robinson. Again, no no reason. Snoop Connor again, not some great talent or anything. He's just the other guy that's there. So pick him up, hang on to him and flip him for something. Because again, he's not gonna have draft capital, he's not gonna be uh, you know, there's no long-term value, but it, it's easy flip, easy money. Yeah, and I expect ETN to be more the lead guy. I could see Robinson being back in the rotation by the season. If Cam Akers can come back in four months, then I think uh, Robinson can come back in see, eight or nine. That this is what's happening now too with with right. J. Rod. And now Akers has ruined it for everyone because now if they don't come back, they'll be oh god, this guy. Oh, he can't come back because you know now the, really now the new. Injury, yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, still I'm not playing saying he's going to be RB1 too. James Robinson. I'm just I don't saying think he'll I play. think he could be in the rotation. I don't think he'll think play he this year. I think he plays. Yep, I don't I think do. he'll think play he the first. He'll be out. He'll probably start pup and maybe he plays late in the year. That's it. But you think but. Godwin plays? You don't think Robinson plays, but you think Godwin plays? Oh, completely different injury. Completely. Oh, I know it is. I know it is. But I'm just saying, like, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, you're willing to say that Godwin does come back from an ACL. Yes, but Robinson doesn't come back from any comes. Okay, just yes. making sure it's clear. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes. Okay, okay Scott. Yeah. So you got to we got to get through a couple more of these guys here. All right. So I'm going to talk about a guy who I just got my first share of. Um, I absolutely hate him, and I still hate him. But his value <laughs> is to the point where it's just stupid. Um, and that's Kadarius Tony. Yes. So listen, one of two things is going to happen. He's either going to be there. And he's the most talented receiver, or he's not going to be there. And he's going to be in a situation where somebody traded for him and obviously wants to use him. So uh, regardless of what I think, and I'm not a player evaluator, so just because I don't like him doesn't mean I'm right. You know, so I mean, I now have my one share and um, I got him for basically nothing. And so I'm perfectly happy with that. But I think he's a guy that uh, there's pretty much... Here's in the trade calculator. He went for two seconds, which is still a profit because he probably took him with a second, right? I, so, I just traded last um, week for him. I don't know if it's in the trade finder or not, but it's a 24 second and CJ Uzama. CJ Uzama. That was the there next pick I was going <laughs> to. That per- was me. <laughs> perfect. Yes. I'm, and I don't I like know, him I'm, that much either, but he could be. He's probably the wide receiver one in New York. Exactly. Yeah. It, so he, he hit every benchmark as far as like all the statistics that they use to figure out if you're going to have the upside of being a wide receiver one or not in the plays that in the routes he ran the games he played the snaps he played he was he yeah. crushed them in the few he games he, healthy, he was getting tons of targets so yes. yeah i mean i mean listen i'm i'm perfectly fine with being wrong i'm wrong a lot but you know at least now i have my one share <laughs> Yeah, and if that's well, the value for him, like I said, like a second, a twenty, not even a twenty-three second, a twenty-four second, and a Zama or, or two seconds, I think it's worth the shot. 
Well, I wanted to jump in with this. So Rocky and I have uh, have Tony on our Junkies team. <laughs> so if you want to make us an offer, Scott, and add <laughs> you know to your roster, we could do a live trade. It'd be kind of no interesting. I'm just putting it up. All right. <laughs> It was worth a shot. You never know. But anyway, send us a note after the show. Maybe we can get, get a deal done. <laughs> we need more than a 24 second. And that's right. Though. That's right. I was just going to say that is not yeah. the buy price. No. Well, I don't have any picks, so that's fine. So, uh, Andrew, let's try and get maybe one or one or two more guys here, and then we'll move into our uh, SFB giveaway and our reverse find me a trade. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to be quick with this, but Devonta Smith is someone I'm targeting a lot. I think that he, especially with A.J. Brown going there and that offense taking a leap, I think with Hurts being, I don't want to say locked in to be the quarterback for this year, but all signs point to him being the guy. I don't think they made any you know solid moves for other QBs at all. I think they're going all in with Hurts. They're going all in with A.J. Brown. I think Devonta Smith is a big beneficiary of that. Uh, he's someone I'm trying to get in a lot of leagues if I can at the right price. I just traded for him in a home league, um, and it was, you know, one of those trades that I had to overpay a little, but I'm okay with it because it's Devonta Smith and I just feel like he's going to be the guy. So he's somebody that, again, I, you know, coming into that last rookie season, he was the, I would say he was probably the, the wide receiver one or two in most people's rankings. Him and Waddle were kind of right there, if I recall. I mean, I mean, outside of Chase, obviously, but I mean, like two, three, I guess. Um, but I think Smith and Waddle both are both very good receivers, going to be in the league a while. I think the way that this offseason has gone, I could see some people fading Smith because now he's not going to be the one. And there could be a dip on his price, which makes it even more enticing. So Smith is one of those guys. I'm, I'm trying to grab where I can. If I feel like there's a, I don't know, any inkling of a negative news, I'm taking Smith in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm still not entirely sure what to make of, of Devontae Smith this year. I, I do think the volume is going to increase. I, I, a lot of people talk about the low volume passing offense, and they ran so much last year. I, I I, I always love to point out the first seven games, they threw 35 or more times, five of them. And then they kind of self-scouted, wasn't working, and, and they went to the run game. But you don't bring an A.J. Brown to keep not throwing the ball like you, and pay him $25 million a year. So I think the volume is going to increase. I think that's what Sirianni wants this offense to be. So I lean and I fall back again on the whole talent thing. He was my wide receiver too last year after Chase. And so I do uh, I, I do want Devontae Smith on my teams. I just I'm not sure what 2022 holds exactly. Just I don't know how it's going to break down with him and Brown and Goddard. But he's just, I think, too good to, to, to not succeed on some level. But Scott, right. you, any thoughts on him? Okay, so real quick, Devontae Smith or Elijah Moore? Smith. I'd rather have Smith. Okay, Devontae Smith or Juju? Smith. Yeah, Smith. Okay, and last one, uh, Devontae Smith or Gabriel Davis and Brevin Jordan? Smith. No, easily Devontae Smith. It's not even yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what I mean. Like, his price is going down, and I don't quite – follow i mean i get i get why, AJ brown like, coming in i know i know and, I, but i'm saying like i don't quite follow why sucks. it's going down so far i guess is what it is like I, I understand why his price takes a dip but you're telling me i could send brevin jordan and gabriel <laughs> davis and get devonta smith like sign me the hell up and i'm this not the first like person trade. to say this the, the, I, like i said the volume's going to go up but also hurts is either going to get better or he there's a decent chance he won't be there and, and well, they may have a better that, quarterback yeah, right or that's a right it's kind of like by now that's like Scott's Tony argument, right? Either he stays and he's great or he leaves and he gets better. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, there's no downside here. Like, what, what is the negative? If Hertz leaves and they get a better quarterback, because Hertz is not, no offense, Rocky, Hertz is not a terrific quarterback. For fantasy, he's actually pretty good. And even for producing on this offense with Smith and Brown now, he's got no excuse and Goddard at tight end. And I mean, like, 
if, if he doesn't produce, they're going to get someone that will. Smith and Brown are going to be there for a while, right? Like neither one of those guys are a one-year you know, prove-it deal, right? They're both high, 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 high drafted, high value receivers. They're not going to go anywhere. It is looking like the next Chase Higgins kind of, you know, in theory anyway, Chase Higgins kind of situation where it's like they've locked in these two stud receivers for what could be three to five years. I don't see any negative with that. Hurts or not. Like at this point, I don't, I, Smith is insulated. That's all I'm looking for in a receiver. High upside, not a lot of downside. Sign me up. Okay. So we still have a few guys on this list, but I do want to get to the find me a trade pretty soon. Do you, either of you guys have a guy you want to bring up before we move on? Are you guys ready to go? Okay. We'll move on to the, to the, to our bizarro find me a trade for the SFB 12 spot where I threw it out on Twitter. If anyone's not aware that's listening, I threw one of my rosters on there. said we're giving an SFB 12 spot away. Scott graciously, Scott fish graciously gave us a spot to give to a listener. And what you had to do was uh, I threw my roster on there threw a link to the league. So you could see the other teams, just like what we do every week. You had to find me a trade and uh, we got, we got, Quite a few submissions, and we are going to narrow it down. We narrowed it down here to four trades we're going to talk about. Um, and uh, I can't see uh, on the stream here, I can't tell who's in the chat. I'm not on YouTube, you might be able to see it there. But if you're listening, these are uh, these are the four of you that uh, that uh, made it to the, the, the second cut here before we pick a winner. Uh, it was uh, Joseph Whitman at Stealth Monster, Matthew Akers at Matt Akers 12. Superflex Junkie at Superflex Junkie and Chris McConnell at Chris MCC. I did want to give a shout out to, I think his name is Adam uh, Armour or Armour. He he gave like a four part, four trade, uh, total rebuild, (laughs) not rebuild, yeah, punt punt year than the following year plan and i appreciated it but i didn't think it was fair to stack up four trades against one so we separated them out and unfortunately none of them individually made the cut but i love the effort i love the thought behind it uh if i had two spots to give away adam would be getting the second one regardless <laughs> um, <laughs> so i do want to get and i want to thank everybody who did send a submission in. we really appreciate it um maybe, yeah they maybe were, next they year were all, i didn't say your name just now yeah they were they all, all had of, merit Exactly. I, was gonna, I wanted to yes. mention that. Yeah, like this is for one of my rosters, and none of those. I was like, no way, I'm not doing. It. One of the right. guys put like an 11 player trade, which I also yeah. liked too. By the way, but that, that was still a good one. I'll be honest, <laughs> it, like, it, was, like, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. There was nothing like I just well. There's no way we can use this one. It wasn't like yeah. that. I, I had such a hard time trying to pick just four. I, I wanted to do three, and I made it four. So. I feel like I'm going to turn this into a self compliment. We must have some really smart listeners. That's what I keep thinking. Like we got people that listen to our show that know what we're doing, and they know what Rocky likes too. I will say that. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the good. makeup that was of this huge. team lent itself to, to kind of playing to me. But yes, definitely. Um, but Andrew, uh, why don't you go ahead and give give the settings for my league here, and then I'll uh, pull up the roster and and I'll do that. Perfect. All right. So it is a. It, I love this too. It's a better call Saul dynasty league, which is yes. just. Like chef's kiss. I love that show. <laughs> so it's a 12 team super flex with tiered PPR, which I thought was an interesting wrinkle. I don't know if I'm in any of these where the running backs get a half a point PPR receivers get a full point and tight ends get 1.5. So it kind of helps. Scoring, by the way. I think it makes sense too. like, I don't have any like this, but I really want to get into this uh, tight ends get a little boost, but not a ton, but running backs get a little down, but running backs get 0.15 point per carry, which I think kind of covers it a little bit more, gives them a little more boost. It is six-point passing TDs and negative two for interceptions. Uh, it's a 30-man roster where you start 10, QB, running back, receiver, tight end, 
super flex and five flex again my favorite setup like where you can it's it's just like a monster flex uh, I think that's that's by far my favorite way. It gives you the most flexibility on Sundays. So you're not screwing yourself too hard. So, Rocky, if you want to go into the team, since it's your team, give us a little rundown here. Okay, so a quarterback, which is uh, where everybody seemed to focus. Uh, there's <laughs> basically one or two trades, one of which yeah. did make the cut here that were not quarterback related. But uh, I quarterback, I have Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. Very off-brand for me. Yeah. Uh, and then this is, this, is, this is year three of the league. And I actually, I drafted Lamar in the startup. I drafted Herbert in the rookie draft and I'm not moved off him since, which is unusual for me, but uh, it, it hasn't succeeded as well as uh, everyone tells me it's supposed to. So, um, uh, but at running back, I have uh, the main points are Antonio Gibson, Melvin Gordon, uh, Cordero Patterson, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, uh, some rookies I got off the mostly off waivers like Abram Smith and Pacheco. I have Naheem Hines, Khalil Herbert. So just a lot of other guys there. Those were the main guys. And then at wide receiver, it's Deontay, uh, my boy. He's on basically like half my teams. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, Terry McLaurin. Those are those are the main guys. Got some filler like uh, Tim Patrick, uh, Sterling Shepard, and some guys like that. And then at tight end, George Kittle is, is the star there. Gerald Everett is the guy I have on a lot of teams that I like this year for uh, – I almost said San Diego – for Los Angeles and uh, and Daniel Bellinger and Dan Arnold at the tight end. So so that's my roster. Uh, it's Like I said, it's a team that's going into year three. I did make the playoffs both the first two years. Uh, lost in the first round both of those years. Um, you know, my awesome quarterbacks did not carry me to a title – uh, so I, I wasn't sure where to go with this. I did put in uh, the tweet that, you know, I'm leaning into, you know, I still want to try and kind of compete with this team. I don't think it's something I need to blow up, but that I was uh, open to making more of a future type move. If anybody came up with that, it wasn't totally out of the realm for me uh, just because it's kind of been middling so far. So, so that's where we're at uh, with this team. And, I guess uh, I, I will go with the uh, – I'll, I'll do the first one. Maybe we can each kind of just lay out Perfect. whatever. Yep. Yeah. So I'll do the first one. And this was this was the only non-quarterback trade. I wanted to include one of these, and I kind of liked this one. Um, it's, it's a smaller trade. Most of them are bigger because we're talking Jackson and Herbert, so most of the other trades are bigger than this one. But uh, Joseph Whitman at Stealth Monster uh, with a zero instead of an O. My, my move would be to trade – uh, Nuke and Khalil Herbert to Hector Salamanca for Jacobs and the third. Jacobs' value is down, and Hector is set at RB. Can sell that Hopkins will give him that wide receiver one that his team needs at least after week six, and you'll get early production to help lock up your playoffs. But I do like Jacobs. Uh, I think he's undervalued, especially with Samir White now there. I think everyone thinks Jacobs is is like dead or something at this point. So, uh, but but Andrew, what do you think of that one? I liked it actually. This is the the one of those that I remember voting for in my own sense, where I was like, I am I'm a huge fan. If you can pull this off, I, I I'll be honest. I don't know if this trade gets approved by the Jacobs manager, but Herbert has a lot of upside. I mean, Hopkins has a lot of potential still. I just I really like this trade. I think it helps both teams really well. Um, I I again I I like Jacobs. So if you can get the what I think is the best player in the trade in Jacobs, giving up Herbert and, and Nuke for a third in Jacobs, I loved it. I thought it was a great trade. Yeah, and the other guy does have, he is a Javante, Etienne, and Dobbins, so he could look at Jacobs as expendable, too, so it yep. makes some sense on his end. But uh, but what are you thinking over there, Scott? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I like the thought process. Um, I think it's a perfectly good trade. I don't think it's as good as the other three. <laughs> okay, so we know Scott's not voting for that one for this one. <laughs> Uh, I, I do like it, but I, I, I agree. I think the move is kind of what I think all of these other guys did, which was uh, to move off one of the quarterbacks um, if I'm going to try and compete this year. So, uh, Andrew, why don't you, why don't you give uh, Matthew straight here, and uh, and we can talk about that one. Sure, and this is another one that I really liked. So I'll, I'll kind of read what he wrote. Maybe I'll cut it down a little. But um, he mentions that the strength of this team is clearly the elite quarterbacks, but they are also the most in demand assets to get a deal done and shake this roster up a bit. If the lean is to take the next step to competing, I think you have to deal from your strength. We say this all the time. This is exactly where my head goes. Like where, if you're contending, if you're trying to win, where are you strongest? Where can you like take the biggest hit? Right. So he's right on track with my thinking already. I like it. He goes on to say running back depth is solid. And I think you can piece together a lot of solid weeks with those guys, but they aren't names league mates are typically typically clamoring for same with wide receivers with the exception of Deontay, which again, he knows you well, he knows Deontay <laughs> isn't leaving your roster. So he says he would send Herbert to Salamanca cousins for Stafford and cup. And again, this is a very, very, very Rocky trade. This is one of those like <laughs> particularly, particularly Petrella. I think it was called, right? Like mm-hmm. this is like getting older in a sense at QB going from Herbert to Stafford and adding cup. And then he says, Salamanca looks like a middle of the road team. So adding an elite asset as young as Herbert might have some appeal on the flip side. I think Stafford scores similarly for the next couple of years. And you add an elite wide receiver plus the value of the stack. So I really like this trade too. I thought this was smart. This is one of those where you're looking at it. Like if, if you're one of those people that says, I want the best player in the trade, you take the Herbert side, but the way your team is built, you've got some players you can drop. You could use an extra starter. And I think Stafford and cup are this year going to equal Herbert plus. I think you're going to get enough points from from Stafford to be close enough to Herbert. And then that cup, even if he's not the wide receiver one, he's a wide receiver one. So I really think that helps your team a lot. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I, I mean, my only thought really in any kind of negative sense was, uh, is Stafford and cup enough for Herbert? Because Herbert is like way up there for most people. He's like QB three, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. So, so what do you think, Scott? I mean, startup value wise, yeah, it is right now. That's two, you know, that's a late first and an early second for a 103. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's probably, that probably makes sense. Um, I mean, I, it makes me sick to think about trading Herbert, but I don't (laughs) think that's fair because, I mean, Herbert was like my guy. And then no one could ever dream that like the guy they went all in on and told everyone would be great is like way better than great. And he's like the top three assets. So like, I don't, I don't think it's like, it's too emotional. Right. Like, so, um, but this, this was pretty much the breakdown. And I mean, the kicker for me was he mentioned Deontay, which is, I told you guys, I looked at your roster first before I looked at the trades. And I said, if I had to trade one guy right now to make my team better, I would trade Deontay. And he's the only one who he at least mentioned no one, came up with a trade for him but he did mention him and so i mean i i like the fact that he perfectly assessed the roster and then yep. he made a trade that um addresses that need. do we love trading herbert no but if you want to win a ship this trade probably gets you there so yeah, exactly. uh yeah. this this and is stafford the all this is the all trade yeah and stafford could be within spitting distance of, of uh, herbert well, for this year at least in the next yeah. couple of years yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely 
Absolutely. And and and, and if he is, Cup Cup is going to be right there with him, piling up the points. Uh, and you probably couldn't pull this for Lamar, right? Yeah, I would. He's kind of down now, I think, anyway, after the injury last year. I mean, he's still, I think, in most people's top six, seven, eight quarterbacks. But I still think you probably couldn't pull Stafford and Cup for Lamar. Well, no. Yeah, exactly. I think I would love to send Jackson for Stafford and Cup. I just I think you're right. I don't think the other person would accept. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, you could have gotten that, you know, or in a year from now. Right. If Jackson falls out this year and is is healthy again and people forget. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, well, Scott, why don't why don't you do that one and I'll do the last one? All right. So number three here is from Superflex Junkie. Uh, this is also moving Herbert. This one is the biggest risk and also the biggest upside, right? So I love the I love the balls on this one, right? So <laughs> we're sending uh, Justin Herbert, DeAndre Hopkins, and Tim Patrick for Trey Lance and CMC and. You know, he he aptly points out that the trade hinges on Lance becoming everything the 49ers think Lance will be. And, you know, you improve by also adding, you know, a young, just absolute stud running back when he's on the field. And so uh, for the other team, I mean, getting Herbert for an unproven Lance. Um, I, I mean, this is this is where I'd be trading Lance, right? I would be stoked to get Herbert for Lance. So so it totally makes sense. Like the other side, I, I don't I don't see how the other side says no to this, but maybe they don't want to give up CMC for if they're out on Hopkins. I mean, that's where it's going to be, because I think people are really, really yeah. down on Hopkins at this point, which is sad. Um, but well, I personally love to move off of Hopkins too. I, yeah, I'm and I get it. I mean, it's 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 fair. He's getting that age and then we got the suspension and all that. So I, I get it, too. Um but yeah, I mean, it, this is this is the this is the high risk, high reward uh, version of <laughs> all the trades on there. Yeah, and I, I really like this one too because, uh, like Lance, you know, he's not going to be Herbert, but he could be Jackson. I could have two Jacksons basically, um, which yeah. would still be very good, and I would get a year, you know, year or two of probably pretty, assuming he stays healthy pretty high-end production of CMC, but Lance is is still obviously very, very young, so I'm not losing much in age there, and and if he can be a decent passer, he could be he could be a top, you know, six guy in a year or two, uh, Lance, you know, with the points he'll put up with his legs, and if he can, you know, be like a 65% kind of guy. So I'll, I'll jump in with this, that Nacho, the team that we're trading Herbert to, who has Lance, he has Brady and Rodgers as his top two quarterbacks, if you want to call it that. So he's got an aging quarterback room. And I, I, if I am that team and I'm looking at Brady, who's already signed an agreement to be a, a broadcaster and Aaron Rodgers, who could start playing golf next week, we don't know. I would love to add Herbert to that room and have it kind of locked down, right? And then his running backs, his after McCaffrey, his best running back is Elijah Mitchell. And then it gets real bleak. So I don't see this team contending, if I'm being honest. Like if Nacho, if I'm, if I'm Nacho, I'm looking at this like, I got to retool this. And McCaffrey is a declining asset. I want him off my roster. So again, you're giving up Lance, but you're upgrading to Herbert. You're giving up Mitchell or sorry, McCaffrey before he totally craters. And you're adding Hopkins and Patrick, who both are valuable assets that you could trade for picks to someone else. So I thought this was a really well-crafted trade for both sides. I think it makes sense. And I, again, I, well done. That's a that's someone who listens to us and knows what they're doing. That's well played, man. Yeah, I mean the only that's thing I'd great. say there though, maybe from a slightly negative aspect, if he well not negative, but just to make it, it might make it a little harder to get the deal done just from listening to what you're saying. If he has Rodgers and Brady, he might be thinking he's a and CMC. He's probably thinking he's a contender, and if he doesn't have much after Christian McCaffrey, 
it might be harder for him to pull the trigger, even for Herbert. So I, well, I don't know. Here's I, I mean, this could like, be me though, and then you know maybe I'm that team. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say like, what if you offered instead of Patrick, you put in there Khalil Herbert, like one of those guys that's like a future running back potential, like to take over for Montgomery, like a high upside running back in place of Tim Patrick, or you know, down putting even instead of Hopkins and and I'm going to creating a trade on this guy's trade, but like instead of Hopkins and Patrick, you put in something a little bit more like a McLaurin and you get back a guy like, I don't know, Alan Lazard or something like a flyer guy on the other guy's team. Like there's a couple ways you could counter this to where you want it to be. And both sides are even happier. So I just thought it was a terrific base for the kind of trade that I think both teams need to make, but you're exactly right. Rocky, if this guy's thinking I've got Brady and Rogers and this is my year, I'm never giving up McCaffrey because he's my only guy. And it's only, you only have to start one running back in this league, in theory. But it is a start 10. You do need to start more players than I think what this guy has to start. Right. So it, it's one of those teams that you're probably at like sixth or seventh in the league. And you have to be honest with yourself. Am I going in this year or not? And if it were me, I'd be saying, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Let me just donate my funds one more year and, <laughs> and retool for the next 2023 season and go hardcore. So, but it's yeah, a good trade for sure. I, I agree. And it wasn't to say it wasn't a good trade. I'm just kind of looking at yeah. it from all angles. Um, but I, I like that one a lot also. And I will move on to the last one. Um, which was this was mainly uh, we, little inside baseball. We all kind of gave little lists, and we kind of used that to formulate this for. And I, uh, this one um, was kind of one that I think I liked more than the rest of the guys. So, Chris, I'm not sure if you're going to win uh, the spot. <laughs> we'll see after we talk about it. Um, but I, I thought this one was interesting. Chris McConnell at Chris MCC. Um, he said possible trade to move Lamar Jackson and Miles Sanders, uh, tearing down at qb and upgrading an rb and picking up a first he's his trade was uh with gustavo fring for uh lamar and miles sanders for Carr montgomery and a 2023 first said depends on how rocky views the guys involved but miles sanders is someone i went out on and my price tag for herbert would be offensive to other league mates which i liked Yep. Uh, car is underrated and 2023 also has QB depth to reload as well. And just for reference, we didn't mention at the top. I do not currently have a 2023 first or right. second. Uh, I do have all my 24 picks. And I, the, what I really liked about this trade is he was kind of uh, straddling the line between uh, contending this year, but still being forward looking by getting the 2023 first in there. Uh, I do like, uh, I do like Sanders actually a little more than most who we'd have me sending away, but I think Montgomery will be fine as well. Uh, Carr is clearly a downgrade from Lamar, but getting the 2023 first, I, I do wonder, uh, I, I think it's pretty fair. But what do you think, Scott? Is that, I something mean, you could this pull is, Lamar? this is actually the best trade because it gives mm. you flexibility. That's, what, that flexibility was That's why I wanted is, it on there everything that you i mean it's it's june 2nd so you know if if we want to make trades and go all in on guys in june i mean we don't know what's going to happen by the time the season kicks off will you lose one of your players to a suspension will somebody get hurt in training camp or what you know what i mean like things can go a lot of different directions here and we assume that you you want to be a contender and you're going to try to be a contender. But by making this trade, you're actually just giving yourself some flexibility because that 23 first is only going up in value. And so when the time is right, you could actually use that then to upgrade or add another piece that you need. And you're really not losing that much production, if 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 any. Um, I mean, maybe Lamar to Carr is, is definitely yeah, tear down, obviously. But Sanders to Monty, I think Monty will 
will outproduce him um, at least a little bit uh, this season. And then going forward, I mean, both of those guys are up in the air too, but that 23 first is the kicker and, and that roster flexibility is the biggest thing. And now you're taking an asset that, you know, if Miles Sanders is out for the year, there's nothing you can do with him, right? If he, you know, gets hurt in training camp or something like that um, or suspended or whatever, or retires or, you know, whatever happens in the next three months. Um, but that 23 first, nothing's going to happen to that. So agreed. And just to give a little more context too, I was just looking at um, the Gustavo Frank roster. He doesn't, Derek Carr is probably his best quarterback. So this this would probably make some sense for him, especially if he values quarterbacks the way most people do and not the way I do. Um, uh, <laughs> um, that, you know, upgrading to Lamar Jackson, he's got like what looks to me like a very middling roster, which could make Sanders be a little more iffy, I guess, from that perspective. But uh, I, I think getting Lamar would help him a lot. And, he's, and good he's for you not- to get his first then. Exactly. That would be great if he was willing to do it. And it it might be worth it to him, like I said, because if your car is your best quarterback, uh, which, like, again, a lot of my teams, I'd be fine with. Yeah. And then Montgomery's maybe a slight upgrade on Sanders. And you're so you're maybe also paying a slight upgrade on Sanders for that for that Lamar. Well, I'll jump in with this. I I I saw this trade. I really liked it. I respected it. I think you're exactly right, Scott. This is the perfect kind of trade to make in June. Where you're adding a little bit of insulation to your players, right? I think Montgomery has a better chance at, at holding value than Sanders. I think Carr is obviously not as good as Jackson, but should hold his value, whatever that is, until the season starts. And then obviously the first gives you a chip that you can trade in if you're contending for something else, right? And that first is only going to go up in value. So I actually really like this trade on the basis of where we are in the season and like what, what Rocky likes to do and all that. It gives you the most flexibility, like you said. However, the reason I, I didn't like this trade was kind of because Gustavo Fring has a bunch of rookies. He's he's kind of all over the place, too. I If I'm Gustavo, I don't think I make this trade. I'm not sending my first if I'm Gustavo Fring. I'm just being honest. Like He, he doesn't really have any receivers outside of DK Metcalf. He's got TJ Hawkinson. David Montgomery is his best running back. Like I just I don't know. I'm not sold on this team contending. And if I'm not contending, I don't know if I make this trade. I would love to send Derek Carr. But I'm not sure if I would send Derek Carr and my first for Lamar Jackson and the running back's kind of a wash. So it's like it just in my opinion, I liked the trade, but I didn't love it. Right. It was like I get the logic. It makes total sense for Rocky's team. But it just I'm not 100 percent sold that it makes the most sense for Gustavo. Now, again, that's not I'm, I'm speculating. Right. Gustavo Fring might look at this and say, I don't need running backs. You only have to start one. Sanders is a perfect running back for me. I'm going all in. Uh, you know, he's got a bunch of risk. He's got Brian Fitzpatrick who just retired RIP, you know what I'm saying? Like RIP Fitzpatrick, but I'm saying like, he, he's one of those guys that has a ton of quarterbacks at all. He's got Rid- Ritter and Tannehill and Pickett and Darnold and Corral. Like he's got a bunch of those like dark throw quarterbacks. If I have this roster, I don't mind upgrading to Jackson, but it's not my target. And Sanders is kind of meh. Like, I just, I don't think this trade does enough to wow me if I'm that guy. So again, I'm not hating on the trade per se. I think it's a fine trade if you can pull it off. I just don't know if it happens. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Two two points I wanted to make real quick. One was by a comment in the chat, Tater Wolf, which I didn't realize is that uh, just a nice little bonus that I would also have. Uh, I would have Montgomery and Khalil Herbert at that point. Yeah, man, if this trade were to that's go nice. through. The other thing I was going to say is, regardless of what we decide here in a few minutes, I'm going to offer this trade 
So yeah, I, I will let you know if well, it goes through, because I do like it for my team. And- I was going to say, like, does the does the Scott Fishbowl spot go to the trade that gets accepted? No, it does yeah. not. It, yeah. It's just on what we think it is and who we kind of vote for and all of this. If I'm you, I, Rocky, I, I take all of these and like try to send variations. I'm going to send a lot of them. Trades. Yeah, I yeah, am. I am. Great I'm trades. probably going to send. I might even send a few that we didn't even talk about on the show. For that yeah, there were, like said, there were a lot of good. There were a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I do want to say one more thing in favor of this guy's trade is that uh, you did say this even that that uh, Gustavo's team is is all over the place. So who knows what he might right. do? It, it exactly. Is, it is. There is like you know he has like Marvin Jones and Jameson Crowder, but also it's like John Mechie and DK Metcalf, and he's he's, he's got, got Jeffrey old Wilson, guys, Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Like he's got a bunch of those players that you're just like roster cloggers all over the place, but. There are definitely leagues that I'm in where this roster wins it all. And you're just yeah. like, how he doesn't also that doesn't seem to have a yeah. clear plan. So who knows what it's not like he's clearly yep. I'm going youth. Clearly I'm win now. So who knows what Completely he might agree. And I can't yep. even tell you, you know, I'm too many leagues to really know every manager that well. So I can't even tell you what this guy might be thinking. Uh <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I do think it's something worth trying. And I, like I said, whether we decide soon uh, who's going to win, if it's not this one, the trade's still getting sent. I'll let you know if it goes through. So Perfect. with that, that is the last trade. So now we got to make a decision. And to me, well, I, was I know say, Andrew, you want to go last. Do you want to go last? I think that it's your okay. team. I feel like you should go last. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna name two, but I, I was I, gonna I, say, should you narrow it down, and then we can maybe eliminate or well, or maybe that's the way one of them. As, as much as I loved uh, Superflex Junkies and Joseph Whitman's, to me, it was either Matthews or the one we just talked about. Those mm, were the two okay. to me. So one of those was my number one. So I'll just say that. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I think so let's, let me, let me break this down for a second. Um, crafting a good trade. Yes. You have to have like pieces that make sense, right? Like values and, um, potentially positions, uh, and then looking at maybe the other team, but also like analyzing and breaking down the roster and really understanding where you are. And even if like, if, if like Rocky, you said, Oh, I, I want to contend and I'd like to do that in this league. And we're all just looking at it like Rocky, you're not a contender. You know what I mean? Like there's, right. so that's what I mean. Like you might feel a certain way, but then if all of a sudden 12 people send in, you know, trades that say you're not, and then six people say you, you know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. go so many different directions. Right. But I think, um, I would just say that Matthew's Matthew's analysis, uh, like he just nailed it spot on, just understanding the roster, what to do, where to go, what to look for, and then making a trade that works, right? And so I just think he hit every aspect of it. Um, And at the end of the day, we can do that 58 times in a league and and maybe only one of them will work out because we don't know, we don't have any control over anything else. Right. But you first have to analyze the roster, where it is, where it's going, and what to do with it before you can even get to that, you know, perfect trade. Well, I'll piggyback on that and, and pretty much say I agree entirely. I think Matthew's trade is the one that I like the most too. That was my number one. Um, I, I just think it's simple, it's elegant, it works. It, it's a it's a kind of trade that both sides would smash accept, which is rare. Um, I think you yeah. could even send this yeah. with like you could send it with like Herbert for Stafford and Cup and a third and get accepted. 
or yeah. you could send it with Herbert and a third for Stafford and Cup and get it. Like it's it's that flexible to me that I could see all valuations of it. But I also love the way that he described it. I love the way that he analyzed it. That's exactly how I think you and I both, Scott, tend to analyze trades that way. So I'm right there with you. No insult to anybody. All of these trades were amazing. None of I these think trades they are, they were trades. They were all yeah, legit. But yeah. I'm with you. That that Matt Akers trade is is my favorite. It's it's just like the most that makes you really content. If you don't have any picks, you don't have a lot of youth. I think you got to go in, and I think Cups and Stafford helps that a lot. And I think that trade gets done. I will say, too, just looking at these right now, I love, and I'm going to do this after the show before I go to sleep tonight. I, I can send both of these trades. I was just going to say they're that. not you exclusive. Can send a few of these. Every, yep. But I mean, specifically, this Herbert for, yeah, for Stafford the like. and the Jackson and Sanders, the, none of them have overlapping pieces. So I, I think I'm going to send, but it would be hilarious if they both went through and I'd have much more of a Rocky team with Carr and Stafford and a bunch of guys at running back. <laughs> That's and such I, a Rocky team. You're right. Like you have to. First. Brilliant. So uh, I'm going to make both trades after the show. Uh, I'm probably going to make some of these other offers, especially if these two don't go through, but uh, given, given, given you're both in agreement and it was one of my two, I think it's pretty much consensus then that we're, we're giving the SFB spot SFB 12 to Matthew Akers at Matt Akers 12. Congratulations, Matthew. Great job, everybody. Uh, I don't know if, again, if, if you're uh, in the, there's somebody named Tater Wolf. I don't know if that's him, but <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if he's watching right now, but if not, I'll be DMing him after the show. Uh, hope you're signed up, Matthew, because yeah, he's a great listener and we've, we've yeah. done enough, Matt, for him as well. So yeah. yes, we have done a find me a trade for him before. So uh, I am glad that, uh, you know, it's somebody that we've have, uh, you know, uh, that we know listens to the show. Uh, uh, okay, so Tater Wolf is Chris. Chris, I'm sorry. Oh. You, you were runner up. You were this close. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was up to me. Maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe I would have gone with you, Chris. I'm sorry though. We're, we, we well, we'll keep pulling for you, here. Chris. We'll see if we can yeah. find you another spot. That's right. Yeah, well, at least maybe you'll get me a trade that goes through and, and uh, it's yeah. not quite an SFB spot, but that would be pretty cool too. So, but, uh, Matthew, uh, <laughs> congratulations. And uh, that will, uh, pretty much do it for this week's show. And, we are actually at one sixteen, which we always have to bring up the time. I'm amazed that we. I. I, I kind of maybe I stopped too short on the on the, the 2021 talk, uh, but this is not People even an hour and a half. Like but I'm gonna finish up with some of our stuff here. Uh, make sure you're following the show at Dynasty Junkies. You can follow us at Dynasty FF Attic at Andrew Hall FF at Scott underscore Sidlow, Dap Network at Dap underscore Network. Also, please uh, go subscribe on uh, to the podcast, uh, wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, all those things. Uh, also, please follow the YouTube. You can see us when we go live like we did tonight. You can see Timeline goes live every week on Wednesday. Occasionally, Trade Addicts goes live on Tuesday. Uh, and, uh, you know, definitely... Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating and review. We have gotten a few recently, uh, so that was nice to see. But we want more. We want more. We want to hear what you think. Um, and also the ratings and reviews help people find us, help get us new listeners, which uh, we have been actually getting some of those as well, which is really nice to see. We've been looking at the numbers, been going up a little bit. So got, we think we got a good thing going here. So let us know what you think. Let us make it even better. But uh, with that, uh, Scott, to, I know Andrew had to do it on his own last week. So, Scott, I'm going to let you take us out. Well, thanks again to everybody that submitted our reverse find me a trade. That was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with it. We talked about it in the chat like nonstop 
for the last week. So that's been fun and uh, super cool. Um, any errors or omissions, please blame Bobby Koch at Rex on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, of course, thanks to everybody hanging out in the chat. We appreciate all you guys. You make the show better. You make us better. Um, subscribe, rate, and review. For Andrew Hall, for Rocky Petrella, I'm Scott Sidlow. RIP Marion Barber. Junkies out.